Hi guys! Welcome back to Deconstructing Damsels. I am your host, Jessica. I often forget to say that. Sorry. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about a new book that's coming out on November 30th. It's called Playing with Trouble by Amy Andrews, and I really want to get into it. But first, I want to make a couple of announcements. One, hi, patrons, Marlene, Carrie, Kelly, D. I want to tell you guys to be on the lookout in the mail because things are coming your way. It's Christmas and I decided to send you guys something. I really appreciate your support. It means a lot to me. And I want to go ahead and say, woohoo. If anyone wants to join them, you can find my patron information at patreon.com slash damselspodcast. We have everything from a dollar to 12, so take your pick. I hope you guys join because there's a lot of stuff that's coming up. We just released Kissing the Coronavirus with Courtney from the Cult of Domesticity, frequent guest and friend now. And so I want to go ahead and put that out there. It's a two-hour fun ride. We also have a lot more stuff coming out. Christmas month is going to be amazing because Finn and I are watching a whole bunch of Hallmark movies and discussing them. We've already recorded one. We've got like two or three more left, so we'll see. That'll go probably until like early January. Secondly, I am about to start my classes, which will be 20 hours a week. Five, uh, well, not 20 hours a week, and like five days a week. So it's like, you know, about a little over four hours a day, Monday through Friday, which means that I'm going to try and put stuff out as fast as I can. I just don't know how fast that's going to be. But I do have some stuff saved for you guys. So on slow times, I at least have something I can pull out for you. We're ignoring that that phrasing for a moment, please. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do what I can. I can only record on like basically on Saturdays right now. So it's going to be a little bit of a juggle getting everything done as I need to get it done. But we'll get it. It's me. So maybe. My ADHD has been kind of crazy lately. Okay. Other things. <laughs> I've put the survey in the link. Please, please, please respond to it. Like, majorly respond to it. I'm begging you. I need to have feedback. Otherwise, you're going to be left with me doing all the deciding what you guys want to hear. And I don't know if that's working out for you. I'm I'm trying to handle it. I'm also working on hosting issues. So... Here in the here in Germany where I am now, we have a different banking system. So like our cards don't come with Visa or Mastercard on the debit card. You have to get that from another source or you have to pay like extra money a month because we have, you know, European versions here. And not everyone takes it internationally and unfortunately my host is not. So and the host is like the podcast host, not the web host. So I want to find a way of working around that. So I'm going to do the best I can. I hope it works out. It may be a little bit sketchy for a couple of weeks as I figure this out because I was planning on spending it. And then I realized that they can't do it. And banking here is very different. And I'm learning that as I go along. But I may be able to get something going soon. So bear with me on that as well. That should be all the homekeeping and housekeeping. Cool. Look, we got done like in the first five minutes. Okay, so this episode will not have any guests on it because I read the book and it was from NetGalley. So I don't know who's read it and who hasn't. So it's been a little bit harder to come up with someone. But oh, wait, no, hold on. More housekeeping. So if anyone has read Blending In by R.J. 
explain. I will be recording that early next month, early December, because I want to put it out there because I'm trying to put out Christmas stuff that's random this year. Like the most random you can get, the better. And one of those <laughs> random things is going to be a woman who's cursed to be a chameleon when her hot crushes around and it just it was like oh my god this is so crazy i want to read this so that's up so if you've read it please 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 email me at damselspodcast.com or catch me on twitter again damselspodcast and let me know i would really love someone to talk about this book because again i haven't read it yet I'm also reading another book, uh, Spoiler Alert, by Olivia Dade. I, I love Olivia's work. My The first book I read by her is not out right now, but I think it'll come out eventually because Olivia is awesome and she knows how to retool what she needs to do. I'm going to have that up sometime in the beginning of the year. Again, Chris, Christmas. We're Christmas. It's like Halloween month, but two months later. So be on the lookout for that, and I will be having a guest for that for sure. Okay, now back to the book <laughs> that I was originally talking to. Told you, ADHD is kind of going nutty. All right, so, oh, and when I say nutty, I want to put this preface in there. When I say nutty, I, I mean this in, like, the best way because I have depression, so I kind of make fun of myself when I say that. I'm not making fun of anybody else. I'm more acknowledging myself, and I'm being okay with it. So I don't want to insult anyone that hears me say crazy nutty anything like that it's it's not for you it's literally just my way of coping how i handle my depression my adhd my anxiety all that kind of stuff oh yeah if you, if you want to listen to me talk about my anxiety and all that go to anxiety about anxiety podcast i will link below in the comments and it will where you can actually hear me talk about it and how i function within the podcast okay sorry Eventually, we're going back to playing with trouble, like now. Okay, so as a heads up, I've only read like one rugby book, but I wanted to read a book that was different from other ones that I'd read, and I got approved, and I was like, woohoo, hot dang. Okay, so it's about a rugby player that Cole, who suffers a career-ending moment in his pretty like great life. As a rugby player, like, he was really well-known. He was really well-liked. For Americans, it's probably closer to, you know, like, the big football guys. Or if you're in Europe, where I am now, it's probably more like the other football guys, soccer guys. So, it's a huge deal, right? Like, it's like when you're, one of your main people just suddenly, like, blow out their knees and can't go on. What do you do? And he's very depressed and angry and annoyed by and I get it like you're in your 30s and your entire career is gone basically I can't imagine how that is but the thing is is I know a lot of readers can because we've all lost something or something's happened and we haven't been able to do it anymore and I, I found that very understandable about him and meanwhile you have Jane who is like I guess you could say she's like a restorer of houses. She she doesn't just do like the makeover, but she like she restores it back to what it was supposed to be and stuff like that, which I adore. Just saying that now. I've loved home improvement shows for as long as I can remember. But and I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that, you know, she's in California. Cole is from Australia and they meet in Colorado when she's working on a project and he goes to stay. 
But I like the fact that Jane is so confident. She knows what she wants. She's running a successful business. She's a single mom. She's fairly young. She knows what she wants, and she's gotten a way of getting there. And that's aspirational sometimes, right? I know how it feels, but it's to me it's aspirational because I am not handy in that way. I can cook a mean entree. Don't ask me to bake. But I can cook some mean food, but I, I'm not that person. But I understand the feeling of the validation, right? Like, I get the validation of being known. And so I find that very enticing for me as a reader. And I like the fact that, like, when they first meet, he comes into the house and goes upstairs, doesn't know anyone else is staying with them. And so he goes upstairs and crawls into bed with her. And she's got her, you know, four-year-old son there because... You know, the father, like, had a gig come up, Tommy, I think Tommy, had a gig come up and he just left. And so, you know, she's taking care of her kid and she's wielding, like, these, like, I guess, I think they're, like, needle nose pliers. Which, if you've ever seen those, that's hella entertaining because, short side note, my dad pulled one of my teeth when I was loose when I was little with a needle nose pliers. So, I have very interesting memories with needle nose pliers as a child. Anyway, but I like the fact she reminded me a little bit of Nicole from DIY, but without the Trump-supporting crazy train, like, you know, hurting people stuff. It's, it's like, the opposite of that. She's also not Joanna Gaines, so that's even better. I don't know who she would be in the Australian world because I don't, I've never lived there. I almost lived there, but I didn't live there. So I don't know how that would work out because at one point I was looking to move to Australia, South Australia specifically, into um, Adelaide and and live there and kind of start over, but it just didn't work out at the time. So I'm really enjoying the fact that you're watching someone be awoken and her first instinct is to beat the crap out of somebody. I mean, granted, it's me, so hi, I like violence. But also, I'm I'm enjoying it because it's a very, like, instinctive thing. Like, you're just like, boom, I get it. So, obviously, like, they have their ups and downs. I'm not going to talk about everything because I don't want to give too much away because it's a brand new book. It hasn't come out yet, officially. And so I'm trying not to give too many spoilers out because that just seems cruel, right? But I will say, like, they have their ups and downs. They have their their romance and things come in the way and other things come up. And it's a really well-done storyline. There were a couple of scenes that really made me enjoy it (laughs) and I think that's really important and interesting and one of the scenes that really made me enjoy it is when Cole is building her son Finn this tire swing in the backyard and oh my god I loved it that was (laughs) that was like to the feels (laughs) I love that kind of stuff because there's something very connected to me when a love interest does something not for the partner but some of this important to the partner it shows an awareness and an appreciation of the fact that they're not the only person in the love interest life like the heroine's life and I love that I I was so on board with that like that was one of my favorite things Cole did and apparently I was wrong the ex-husband is not Tommy it's Tad which I'm surprised I forgot because when I hear Tad I think of Little Giants but that's another story altogether and there's a lot of build up to their 
inevitable sexual relationship. And I'm putting this together because it must be kind of strange to be a mom sleeping with this guy and her son is like a little bit down the way and you have to listen to the baby monitor. But Cole does such a good job of helping out with Finn that it seems a bit organic. I will say, it feels like the two or so weeks that, that they were in this relationship, I wish it had been a little bit closer to like maybe a month-ish. I mean, I know why it had to be two weeks given what was going on in the storyline, but I felt like maybe three weeks or more would have been made it just slightly better because there was a lot of circling through this book, and I love circling, do not get me wrong, but I feel like it should there should have been something else going on with it. That's the only really complaint I have about the timeline. I just, I love insta-love, but I, I like, well, I don't actually love it. I'm learning to love it. But I appreciate the work in creating that narrative. And I appreciated the work that Andrews put into helping, like, an American understand rugby a little bit. Like, having things like the little kid clinic or talking, you know, when Cole is talking to Finn, it lets us in without understanding because I honestly know nothing about rugby. I, I know my husband thinks rugby players are hot as hell, but that's as far as I know because it's not something I've watched. It's not an American sport for the most part, right? And I don't watch most American sports anyway. Like, I like soccer, but I like European soccer. I don't really care for American soccer. And I like American hockey, and that's about it. So those are my two sports. Neither one of them are called rugby. So, I know very little about them. But I, I appreciate the fact that Andrews clued us in when, you know, Cole is hanging out with Finn, and it, it really worked. Now, as for the romance, I really, really, really appreciated the fact that there was the slow build. And then it was like, to quote Heaving Bosoms, it was on. It's on. Like, it's just straight full, full on lots of adventures. But... I appreciated the slow burn because you could feel the connection of them as friends before they were lovers. They were totally interested in being lovers, but they weren't lovers. And I thought that was a really smart and classic way of doing it without overly making things complicated. I was down for it. I really appreciated the fact that I really appreciated the fact that Jane wanted to go slow. She's like, "No, we can't do this." And it was, "Okay, we need to put brakes on it." And then it was just like, nope, let's have all the sexes. And, I mean, why not? Her husband had abandoned her. She divorced him. Tad chose someone else over their child, putting her job, her actual job, into jeopardy. Why not find a way to release that tension? I'm all for it, guys. Woohoo! So it's little things like that, right? There was one scene on a swing. Not the tire swing on a swing that I found amazing and I enjoyed it and I I enjoyed watching how they interacted in that scene, that sex scene and when you get when you guys read it you will absolutely understand what I mean. But it was something it made me laugh a little bit. Like the ending of it made me laugh. It made me chuckle. It made me feel like it was the perfect balance. Cause like y'all know I usually skip sex scenes. They're like no offense to writers either. I do read them. I, just, I don't read them the same way I read the other parts of the book. I skim them. For me, it's as long as I can find the emotional high notes, I'm good. I just I don't I don't read that much of the sex. I'm sorry to say, but 
I liked the fact that they had fun in these moments. And, you know, the anticipation of having those sexual moments, of having those, like, stolen kisses, that kind of stuff, I I get it. Like, we live our lives day to day. And those stolen moments of happiness, of joy, of unknown, of anticipation, but also of just being liked for you is so helpful nowadays right so i'm i'm all for it (laughs) like all day every day and cole acknowledges that jane is not like other girls but what i mean is is she doesn't necessarily fall into what he expects this is what this is how he puts it about mm, halfway through the book he also knew when women wanted something deeper than physical fun, when they were after a relationship and weren't prepared to indulge in one or the one without the other, something that Cole also greatly admired, and he had, on a handful of occasions, gone there as well. There had been a few longer-term girlfriends over the years. But Jane was a curious mix of neither. She clearly did want him, did find it hard to resist him, but didn't want to fall into the first group, despite it probably best suiting for her circumstances because he had little doubt. If Jane Spencer, Jane Spencer had set her heart on fucking him cole would have already been well and truly fucked (laughs) i like that so what what i appreciate is the fact that like jane is talking or jane has expressed the fact that she finds finds him like desirous she wants to be with him but you know she has a four-year-old limitation like she can't always do what she wants no matter how much she does and eventually she lets go of that restraint and there's this huge feeling of enjoyment from both sides. Like it's not one or the other. It's a mutually inclusive conversation. And, and I don't just mean that by words. I mean, like I call counting, I call conversation things like touching feeling because you're communicating something. Right. And so to me, that's what I call. And there's very clearly this need for this. And Cole is aware that Jane Spencer finds him hot as hell and i appreciate the fact that jane is not hiding from that she's resisting it but she's not hiding from it and jane is so freaking on point on everything that she wants to say i love her like there is no question that i love jane spencer i thought she was wary of men because of what men had done but she wasn't wary of opportunities once they had presented themselves either. Because she, like, has no problem having sex with gold. She enjoys it. She's like, why should I deny myself? Exactly. So I really love that about her. And her knowledge about hardwood restoration not only appealed to Cole, who had done that in the past, but also me. Like, again, I don't, I don't know nothing about woods. I don't, I still find it very, very well done, the fact that she was talking about wood this whole time, no matter the conversation topic, but I appreciated that about her, and her competency as a mother, and her, she had no problem telling people to piss off, if, you know, if something was wrong, and I love that, and she was so protective of Finn, it wasn't like an overbearing helicopter parent, but it was more like she was aware you know, she was prickly from the start and, you know, there's always, not always, but that's often the, the case with, you know, mothers and romance. And it's a pretty common established baseline 
but her prickliness was not because she was scared for Finn, but because she didn't want to interact with someone who was not part of her requirement. And the way you watch her kind of figure out this balance is amazing. And when all this other stuff comes out and, you know, there there's quite a few ups and downs through the book, you start to realize that Jane is just, she's not exhausted, tired. She's just tired of carrying it all alone. And she's looking for a partner, but she knows that someone that's going to be moving back, you know, a whole continent away, like half an ocean or more away, is not going to be a viable option. But she's still willing to entertain the idea until reality sets in. And I, I get that. Like, I was not a mom, but I was very much the same way when I met Sven. So we've talked about it before. I mean, there's been an entire bonus episode from Valentine's Day about it. But... I wasn't really, I was looking online for a partner, right? Because, I mean, it was 2013, I was doing 15,000 things at a time, and I was just, I couldn't go look in person, and what I was finding in my area was not what I was looking for. And so, I started looking all the way in Europe, and I found Sven, and God bless, because it was what I needed in my life. Even if I was like, I'm not the romantic one in the relationship, oddly enough. Like, I'm not, it's not that I'm anti-romantic, it's just between the two of us, Finn is way more romantic than I am. Hands down. He's, he's that, he has that softness to him that, I can't explain it, but it's like the most comfortable pillow that you've ever had. Now, imagine an entire bed of that, but also the ability to get back up, you know, not fall into it and be stuck there forever. Like, he's he's that pillow. He's that safety. And I get it because Jane desperately needs that because it's really hard to carry everything all by yourself. And you see she needs that softness to land. And, of course, the irony is the fact that Cole is a rugby player. Daring an ounce of softness on him. But it works. A few things didn't work for me in the book, I will say. I didn't really, I actually wasn't that fond of the ending. I, I like where the ending was going, but I felt like maybe it should have been a longer time frame. I, sound, I think it felt a bit too soon, we'll put it that way. But I appreciated the direction, and I appreciated the fact that Cole was willing to compromise because he knew that Jane couldn't. And Jane literally could not because she's a co-parenting with someone else. She's doing all these things. She can't just get up and leave and start over. And so that was a very interesting solution to this problem. And I appreciate the fact that he was willing to do that. But I still didn't like the ending. I think that maybe if we had skipped the epilogue last chapter, it probably would have been a better ending for me, honestly. But that's just my personal preference. I love the scene. I love the way it was set up. I'm just not sure. Now, I've never read Amy Andrews, ever, but I did a little bit of researching, and she's obviously from Australia, and it's very obvious that she knows how to write to an international audience. I will read Amy Andrews again, like, absolutely, because I don't know why I wouldn't. Her writing was sound. The book overall was actually very good. I appreciate the fact that her heroine was complex. You know, a lot of people have been shitting on romance again this week because it's a day that ends on why. And a lot of them seem to pretend like there's no 
complexity in writing and you know this one was about harlequin and category romances which y'all that's a whole episode i could talk about on my own speaking of which for that next year i'm going to do one category romance a year and i'm going to read not a year sorry one category romance a month and i'm going to read either you know it could be a sunfire harlequin candlelight mills and boons silhouette like whatever i have i'm going to read them and they're older ones like the 80s and 90s and so i'm going to have like a thing and i'm i'm mentioning it because you know people act like category romances are not as good as some of the other romances like oh whatever but there are different flows and different ebbs right and so amy andrews and her writing in some ways it felt a bit like a category romance and i mean that in the best way because in category romances i can follow the plot line even if i don't know because like i grew up reading a lot of like emma darcy in the 1990s and so i and penny jordan and, and all these places that were not here and are here in the u.s where i was and so i valued and appreciated that a lot but what i also liked was the fact that you know andrews put that same attention into detail of explaining without having to take a lot of space in the page and there's a lot of tight writing and i just i really liked it flat out i would probably rate playing with trouble i'm i'm very bad about rating because i'm not really consistent but if you were to ask me i would probably give it like maybe a 4.25 out of 5. like i said the ending didn't work and there was a few areas that didn't really work and i didn't get to all the subplots but basically they were in like a small town in colorado that was like a drive away from denver so i i appreciated the small town and the large town and the even larger town with sydney i appreciated all those combinations i just some things didn't quite sit right for me when i ended up reading it but a 4.25 is a pretty solid b like that's not bad right like this somewhere like a b above a b minus so yeah solid b I'm, I'm really glad i could say that you know i'm appreciative of the fact that again i got to read it thank you net galley for giving me that opportunity I love the fact that we can talk about things and we can find out ways when we can't always afford it. Like Patreon does a huge favor for me, but books are expensive and I don't have a Kindle Unlimited account. And part of that is, is I want to make sure that the authors are getting their due and they're not having to like get a slice of the pie, but actually get their due. And that's just me personally like i have no problem with kindle i have quite a few kindles but i have problems with the amazon model and so i'm trying to be fair so these opportunities to get books that i probably would never get the opportunity to read are huge for me right because i can't i just can't afford a lot and we'll see how that goes amy andrews great check book really really good high marks all around so now we're getting close to the end of the episode. It's a short episode, guys. It's going to be under like two hours. Who oh, knew? I will say that I didn't, again, I try not to read too much of the book aloud because I wanted you guys to read it for yourself. There was a lot of, you know, very consensual communication, and I, I don't want to take that away because I think it's, imp it's an important element of the book. And 
consent is sexy, <laughs> right? Like it, it is. Now, I will say, coming up in January, I'm going to try to do another month. I don't know if I'm going to have the time, but I would like to do, maybe I'll do it in February. But in the next couple weeks or the next couple months, I would like to have a month about fairy tales. So here is my call to you. I want you guys to contact me in Gmail, which is again, damselspodcast at gmail.com. You can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter under Damsels Podcast. You can even like become a patron and talk to me on patreon.com slash damselspodcast. But I would love for you guys to tell me which is your favorite fairy tale romance. I was like, which ones absolutely blew your mind? Right? And I, I want to go over them a little bit. So that's on that side of it. I also will be talking about Ever After. And I've got like 13 people that want to talk about Ever After. So I'm going to try and do a Zoom call or something. And maybe have it on YouTube. And then I'll, you know, convert it to a um, something to do on, on the podcast. But I'm thinking about doing that. I don't know if you guys are interested. But I'm... I really think it'd be fun because it's an amazing movie and there's so much to it. Again, I'm trying to do more rom-com, so... And I can practically code that movie to you, even if I haven't seen it in, like, two years, so that should tell you something. Oh, funny story about Ever After, I will say this. When my husband, when I first met him, I said, you're my match. And I was like, Henry, she's your match. And he was just like, huh? And I was like, oh, no, 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 we must. So I just went through YouTube, and he saw, like, six or seven scenes of the movie. Couldn't watch the whole movie at the time, but we can we could watch enough. So I introduced him to Ever After, and I think it's one of the best, like, fairy tale adaptations ever. And that's actually what inspired that idea, actually, of a fairy tale month when everyone responded. And I was like, oh, my God, there's so many fairy tale adaptations and romance. We should be talking about that. So that's coming up soon. I, I can't tell you when because, again, I'm going to be – going to school a lot and like Germany is six hours ahead of Eastern American time and a lot of people in Romance Landia and especially on Romance Twitter seem to be U.S. centric right and that's a bit of a problem for people that are no longer there like me <laughs> so we're going to work something out it's, it's going to take some time it's but it's in the plans it's in the future plans for 2021 because man 2020 has been a ride now, I know I've been doing some where I said I was going to start putting some charities and, and things in the end of this. And I think I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to talk about Stacey Abrams, who has got Fair Fight Georgia, which I don't know if you guys are aware, but Georgia is a really looking to put two blue senators. And this is my home state. So I'm, it's again, it's related to me in a way like that. And it talks about you know, creating a strong, solid base and taking away some of the gerrymandering and the clear corruption. I mean, as someone who has voted and covered elections in Georgia, it's really dicey, guys. Like, they are Democrats that just got themselves taken off the roll when they just voted November 3rd and it's now November 24th. So it's a whole problem. There's a lot of shadiness that goes on. We're not going to talk about Governor Kemp because if I do, you guys will never go home. Point being, Stacey Abrams has been doing a lot for this. And today is, again, the 24th. 
and running romancing the runoff has just ended by the time this is released. I don't know how much money is going to be raised, but some of that money is not just going to Warnock and Asoff's campaigns, but also things like Fair Fight Georgia. And all this is is literally just creating a plan and a fund to fight back against corruption. I mean, I can't hate it. So I'm going to promote them this time because it's super important for everyone to have a fair democracy, not just Georgia. I'm just focusing on Georgia because of the runoff coming up and literally the Senate is in literally the hands of Georgians, basically. And I'm putting this out there because even if you don't care about fair fight, you know, in Georgia or you don't you don't have any interest in that. Locally, you can find organizations that are trying to help you, you know, help create a fair and just system, not justice, but justice, like just like there's leveling the playing field as much as possible. And I I think it's really important because as Georgia is showing you, you know, there's been a lot of mayhem going on and people need to notice that because Every state should be valued by what they bring into the country and the organization. And it doesn't matter if you're in America, if you're in Germany, if you're in, you know, the Philippines. It doesn't matter if you're in, you know, Botswana. It doesn't matter. Or, you know, Chile. It it doesn't matter. The point being, you guys, your vote and your meaning should matter beyond a very small small tiny like say 0.01% of the population and i think that that's the whole point of this is just you know find out something that does something good i'm going to link fair fight in the description in the show notes because i want you guys to go look into it again this is not about donating money so much as Finding inroads and finding a way to make your vote matter if you feel like it doesn't. And on that very happy note, <laughs> I am going to say have a good Thanksgiving if you're in America, because this is releasing right at Thanksgiving. I think it's going to release right after Thanksgiving. But if it is, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. If it hasn't yet, have a good Thanksgiving. I'm going to be making my husband some vegetarian Thanksgiving food over here, which is going to be very strange. I was going to try and make a turkey, like not turkey, turkey roast, but eh, I'm going to make him a meatloaf (laughs) because it's meatloaf. You can't go wrong with meatloaf, in my opinion. I want you guys to enjoy the holiday season coming up. It doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter how you celebrate it as long as it's happy moment because 2020 is fucked and we should all have a little bit more fun on that like we should all have some way like on thanksgiving i'm gonna be like skyping my family (laughs) so you know we're 4500 miles apart but you can still enjoy it and i wanted to bring that up because love is important we as humans as a whole have been hitting some decimation points and Within the within the families from so many people, and I just I want everyone to be happy. And like I just I want you to find happiness however you can. Me, it's watching holiday movies with my husband and making recordings about them. But for other people, you know, it may be reading some comforting holiday reads, or it may be 
making quilts or it may be celebrating the victory of romancing the runoff where you guys romance fans contributed so much and so either way i just i want to say thank you and i want to thank you guys personally for being there with me along this journey and for sticking around through some pretty gnarly years of my own and just thanks okay guys i'll talk to you later who knows what's going to come up next bye guys (laughs) 